Welcome to Hope Reclaimed. On this podcast, we talk about lasting healing from divorce, trauma, and loss through Jesus Christ, because healing and true redemption have already been extended by a good God. Sometimes he's inviting us to partner with him and receive that healing for ourselves. My name is Ellie Hope Collins, and I'm the host of this podcast, founder of HopeReclaimedMinistries.com, and a coach for individuals healing from divorce, trauma, and loss. In 2016, I discovered my ex-husband's long-term affair, and I was totally broken. Although I was desperate for a restored marriage, that's not what happened. But it wasn't until I chose to go back to every restaurant, listen to every song, and relive every memory that reminded me of my marriage and truly surrender everything to God that I really began to live a reclaimed life. And I'm now on a mission to help men and women just like you see true and lasting healing through Jesus. Whether you're experiencing the painful effects of divorce, grieving the death of a spouse, or beginning to accept the loss of a dream, you're in the right place. Complete healing and restoration is possible. Welcome to Hope Reclaimed. Today on the podcast, we have a very special guest, my friend Kelsey Tim, and she is sharing her story about healing from body image issues as well as anxiety. She's experienced total freedom in the Lord, and she shares with us that today, and I'm so excited for you to hear her testimony. Kelsey is married to her husband, Josh, for 16 years, and together they have three boys, and she is passionate about seeing women discover their true identity found in Jesus. Kelsey leads the women's ministry at her church in Alexandria, Minnesota, Spirit Life Church. She's the founder of Helping Hands in Alexandria and can be heard on Praise Live from 6 to 10 a.m. with her co-host, Carrie. I'm really excited for you to just hear her wisdom, hear her insights, and her love and passion for Jesus. If you are interested in hearing more about Kelsey, you can follow her on social media and listen to her on the radio too, and all of that information will be found in my show notes. And if you're interested in this podcast, if you are liking what you are hearing, please, please, please subscribe to the podcast and share it on social media. Be sure to tag me in it because I love it when I see that you guys are listening and engaging in this content. I mean, this is why I do it. I do it so that you can experience hope and that people can know that there is healing on the other side. Also, if you are a woman who is healing from divorce or marital separation, we have our next Reclaimed gathering on February 16th at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. This is a free gathering for you virtually to connect with me and other people who are healing from divorce. And this is a hope filled place and please join us if you would like all that information will be found in my show notes as well without further ado let's just dive into this episode with kelsey be encouraged everyone kelsey welcome to the podcast i am so excited to be here ellie oh my god to be on the other side of this usually i'm the one interviewing so this i is know <laughs> this is so exciting i mean you're like a like the real deal radio host i i guess yeah <laughs> What's really cool is you have like, like an amazing setup happening where you are and I'm just here with my like little microphone and totally faking it, but this is the best. <laughs> it looks legit to me from my end. <laughs> and that that's high praise coming from an actual radio person. So thank you. But I'm so glad that you're here. And as we were talking, cause I was on, um, I was on your podcast and also, um, the radio, which. I guess hasn't been, it hasn't been live yet, which is totally fine. But um, maybe by the time that this comes out, it will yeah. be next week. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. um, but, but as I was just talking to you, I was like, well, obviously Kelsey needs to be on 
Hope Reclaimed. So thank you for your willingness to do this and to share your testimony because what you have to say is so, so powerful. And, and I just believe that the testimony that the Lord is giving you, he's giving you the ability to pull out the gold out of people that are, um, that you're interviewing, but you have so much gold, so much knowledge, so many things that the Lord has given you and taught you. Um, so let's talk about it. Okay. Well, thank you (laughs) for that introduction. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So I would love for you to just share what, what has God, what has God, where has God brought you in, um, just recently, but then also just kind of through the, um, the arc of your life. Yeah. Oh, so many things, but there's a few things that I I'm going to focus more on. Um, I'm just so thankful for Jesus first off and uh, just how much like he wants us to be healed and set free more than we ever could. And I'm so thankful that he, he's not afraid of our process. Yeah. And I have more of a mentality of like, let's just rip the bandaid off. Let's do this, you know, like, um, but he knows exactly what our hearts can handle. And so when we do start that journey of healing, that can be intimidating. It's like, oh my goodness, where do I even begin my, I have so many things. Well, I'm here to tell you, like every time you make that bold step forward to maybe it's sitting in a counselor's office or mm-hmm. inner healing, or maybe just even in your quiet time, like he knows exactly what your heart can handle for that day. And that's exactly what he did for me in my journey of healing. And uh, just, I'll do a really quick little synopsis of who I am. I'm 38 years old. So we'll start back to when I was a little girl, my parents divorced at six. Um, my father was an alcoholic. He was unfaithful to my mom. That was why they got divorced. And so we were in Des Moines, Iowa. And then my mom and my sister and I moved to Minnesota. My brother stayed with my dad for a couple of years. Um, and so even when you're a little girl as a kindergartner, you don't really understand uh, divorce or what that means. And right. looking back, I didn't really see how it affected my life until now that I'm older. My mom remarried two years after that, this amazing man. Uh, and it's because of him that I came to know Jesus as a nine-year-old little girl. Wow. Um, but he had two kiddos as well, uh, a daughter my age and then a younger son. So there was five of us. I have so uh, this is actually, this is a little squirrely moment, but when people are like, oh, well, I have step siblings and full, I'm like, honey, I have everything. I have half siblings, step siblings, and biological siblings. So I get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my mom married my stepdad and, you know, blending families is not easy. Right. And uh, I growing up, the topic of mental health was kind of taboo. You know, it was like, you must really be messed up if you're in a counseling session. And so Mm -hmm. I look back on my life and I I see that my parents did the absolute best that they could with the tools that they had during that time. And we talk openly about this now, like how things would have been so different if we would have been growing up now Mm -hmm. where mental health is like, it's talked about, it's normalized that we all have you know, hurts, lies, offenses, traumas that we need to process through. And there's resources made available, you know, yeah, it's actually a strength to ask for help. It is. Yeah. 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 But that wasn't the case when I was growing up in the eighties, nineties, early two thousands. And so because, um, my mom didn't have the tools to process some of her, 
her hurts. Uh, she had some tough moments and then being divorced and you know, all of that. Hmm. Um, my mom had a, a little bit of a issue with her temper. And then mm-hmm. because of that, um, it caused a lot of anxiety in my life. And also looking back also just, um, my parents divorcing, that was like a door for fear to come mm-hmm. in. And then also, um, my stepdad, he lost his job a couple years into my mom and his marriage. And so I saw him just work so hard for our family But I made this agreement as a little girl that I'm responsible to take care of myself. And so that was just another layer of anxiety for me. Like I literally had to carry a paper bag in my backpack because I hyperventilated and we can, I can laugh about it now, but I ended up about it. (laughs) Well, no, it's a joke with my family now because they would say, get her the paper bag. My sister Courtney were 18 months apart. And so she's still one of my dearest friends, but we joke about it. Like how I had to carry a paper bag around. Cause I would hyperventilate. Well, and, and it's interesting looking back now, you were like, that was anxiety. That's that a was, flag. <laughs> yes. Like that's, that's actually not a sign of health. Then <laughs> that's not, that's not normal. Exactly. And so that's the part where yeah. as a parent and your daughter has this, it's like, Oh, she might need some help, but that just, right. I mean, even from a, as a doctor's perspective, Oh, your daughter has anxiety. Like how do you right. help a child manage that? And so, um, if you would have asked me as I was into my, you know, teen years and college years, if I had anxiety, I would have laughed at you and said, no, I just re- learned how to function in it. And, mm-hmm. um, specifically the anxiety was really around conflict. Um, mm-hmm. that's where I had the most. And literally I would black out. I'd go into, I call it my turtle shell it's where your heart races, your yep. mind is racing, you can't think clearly, and it's like you embrace for impact. Yeah. Um, and then when it's over, you come out of it, and then you're like, oh my gosh, why didn't I say this or do that? But yeah. it's because your body goes into fight, flight, or freeze while I froze. Yeah. And so that really, um, that carried into my marriage. I mm. avoided conflict with my husband at all costs because I was so afraid um, of his reaction. So I was just trying to always control environments. And I even bragged about how we didn't argue. Well, it was because I didn't ever allow it to happen. I just stuffed Hmm. and stuffed and stuffed. Hmm. And when you stuff things, you can become bitter. And so there were different areas of my life that I was carrying bitterness, but I wasn't aware of it. And I just didn't have the tools and like, I just didn't know. You don't know. We have blind spots, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, um, so that's one little stream also mixed in there, like around eight or nine, I started to struggle with my body image, um, thinking that I was overweight. I also, because of anxiety, I would, uh, eat food. Mm -hmm. I would binge eat. Um, and I would, it was always in secret because I was so embarrassed about it. Um, but that was one way that I would cope when things felt out of control. Um, and then, you know, I struggled with bulimia, over-exercising, and mm-hmm. um, my sisters were both just naturally super, super skinny. And so that comparison. that lie comparison came in at, at a very, very young age. And mm-hmm. I probably had a little bit of body dysmorphia mixed in there too yeah. when I looked in the mirror. I thought I had huge <laughs> thighs. I was a size zero. Yeah. I did not have huge thighs, but that's literally how I saw myself. Yeah. Um, I, I know that we've, we've talked a lot about, about body image on this podcast because 
it is such a huge issue. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was something I a hundred percent dealt with as well. Also binge eating and, and exercise bulimia for me mm-hmm. and totally body dysmorphia. I was like, yep just feeling, feeling so large and in charge and then feeling so much shame Mm -hmm. after I would be experiencing anxiety and then coping with food and then overcompensating with exercise. It is such a vicious cycle. It is. And what I love that you're saying, even just, even just voicing it and saying it out loud, you're lessening the power, but you're saying you're free. Mm -hmm. I am free. Praise God. Yes. So that just, we're getting ahead, but yeah, we are getting ahead. I am afraid of anxiety as well, but yeah, you know, that went into college. I I was on the dance team in college and Mm. I would go to practice and then I would go back to the gym and I couldn't leave till I burned a thousand calories. And I mean, it it controlled my life. And I look back on it. I'm like, Oh, what a waste. I look at pictures Mm. and I was like, dang girl, you look good. You know, (laughs) But, but you like, can't enjoy only, it. Exactly. And it was right. I, I was never enough. It didn't matter mm. how toned. It was like, oh, I wish this body part was more defined. Mm-hmm. You know, it just yeah. there was never an end point for me. And so um, I met my husband, Josh, when I was, um, let's see, sophomore in college. Mm-hmm. I had prayed about him and I even had like a list of like what I wanted as a husband. And he was all those things. Wow. Um, I. I'm kind of squirreling, but when I came to know Jesus at nine, I really never wavered in my relationship with him. Yeah. Um, I was your pretty much your goody two shoe girl because of, um, I was afraid of, um, disappointing people. Mm -hmm. I was a rule follower. Um, I was afraid God's wrath was going to strike me if I messed up. Mm -hmm. And then the accolades of people like saying like how good I am that just fed it even more that striving and performing, And so, uh, and I'm a seven on the Enneagram. I'm really high energy and I just, I would feed off of people back then as well. Like that was, I don't anymore, but looking back, it was unhealthy. That just, that fed me. But in the midst of that, I always pursued Jesus. Um, Mm -hmm. I've, I was been a worshiper since I was a little girl. I just have always loved worship music and I've always loved the word of God. Like I'd bring my little children's Bible when we'd go fishing and, the, oh and I would read my Bible instead of go fishing. And so I've just, that's so I, cute. It, yeah, it's pretty fun. But um, I would say I started to take my relationship to the next level in college because I had more free time and found a really group, a great group of friends that love Jesus as well. And so, you know, the, there's just this process of a relationship sanctification. Mm-hmm. And so um. I would say in college, I stopped I being bulimic. My sister called me out and I would take diet pills and stuff. And Psalms 139 really was um, my stake in the ground, knowing that God made me to look different and I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And I realized that comparison piece with my sisters. Hmm. So that was uh, the first part of my journey of getting set free from my body image, but it didn't stop there. So that would have been back in 2002. Um, I got married in 2004 and, um, my mom started to battle mental health stuff really bad, uh, probably right around 2006, 2007. And that lasted right around 10 years. I started having children in the mix of that. Um, and then my, my biological father passed away suddenly of a heart attack Mm -hmm. in his sleep. Um, I'm not going to tell you everything, but he did come to know Jesus, uh, when I was in high school. And so my relationship with him was 
restored and I got to see him become the man he was supposed to be. Praise God. And yeah, he was, I didn't say this, but he was Mormon for up until then, but because he was an alcoholic, he would always get kicked out of the church. Um, Mm -hmm. But he, I prayed for him for seven or eight years for him to have a relationship with Jesus. And he did. So I'm excited for heaven that I'll see him again. And kind of redeem some of those lost years that you had with him. Mm -hmm. That's going to be, that's going to be so amazing. It is. And then uh, shortly after that, my sister-in-law was diagnosed with leukemia, Um, just had two little boys, twin boys that were two at the time. And we watched her battle for nine months. Um, And she ultimately ended up dying from complications uh, to cancer. She was on a ventilator, had pneumonia and just couldn't recover. And so then starts the grief. You, You don't really get to process and heal I lost my dad nine months before that. And you're just in shock. And then you go straight to another traumatic event. Yeah. Um, So then my husband, he had his time first of grieving and all the things that was a really hard season and his parents as well. And um, I just kind of, I I remember saying to God, I'm like, I don't know how I'm not more of a mess right now. Hmm. Like it was his peace, his grace sustained Mm. me in that season because my husband needed to be able to fall apart and built again. You can't have two parents. Um, I was pregnant with my, our third son during that time and had just given birth. She died in December. And then I had our third son in April of that year. And that was just, that's like, that's really short time. Yeah. It was awful. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Um, my mom was just getting out of the hospital at that time. I didn't even know she'd be there. Um, I mean, just a lot of, you don't realize how bad it was till you're on the other side of it. Oh gosh, that's so true. And, and all of these things compounded in such a short amount of time is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, that you weren't able to process one before there yeah. was something else. Absolutely. A process. And then you, you can't like yep. physically, emotionally, you can't mm-hmm. handle it. So, so what did, how did you cope with that time? Um, Honestly, so I was running a daycare at that time. I think you just go into survival mode. Um, I, I never lost hope in Jesus. You know, Mm -hmm. when Erica died, we had, they said that we have to take her off the ventilator and that it was 30 minutes before she was truly gone. But the presence of God in that room and even at her funeral, it was like, it was like a blanket on me. And so I, I can look back on all of that. And I see God's hand leading and guiding us wow. and leading us where we were at. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll just say I, I was coasting on grace. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Literally. And so then, um, in 2014, I really just started the end of it. I remember withdrawing and wishing I could run away to a cabin in the woods and be alone. And when you're a seven on the Enneagram and you're an extrovert, that's a red flag. Um, cause you want to go and you want to have fun with a lot of people and do all the, all all the the crazy things. Yes. All of the things. (laughs) Yes. And so, um, I reached out to, uh, she's a spiritual mom to me. And also she's on staff at the church I was attending. And I'm like, Mel, I think something's wrong. Like this Hmm. is what I'm experiencing. And so I started doing grief counseling with her. We went through a really amazing study and that was really the starting point. Um, with just my healing journey. Um, right. I definitely have been meeting with Mel during that time. She helped me with boundaries in relationships, hmm. which was really helpful. And, you know, it's, again, we talked about how God's not afraid of our process. Absolutely. And so I can just see him 
every step of the way in my life, like bringing, when my mom was sick, like he brought these amazing spiritual mamas in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, our pastor's wife, Deb Weaver and Melody Warren and my mother-in-law, and he fills in where there's lack. And I'm so thankful for that. Wow. And and you were able to see that this was like, it wasn't your mom at that time, which can feel like such a loss because it is Mm -hmm. because things aren't the way that they're supposed to be, Mm -hmm. but he's filling that with beauty. Yes. That's so beautiful about the Lord. And I love that you're making this point because absolutely it's a loss. And we, we need to look at it like that because your mom wasn't well, and that's not okay. Mm -hmm. There was loss in your life. That's not okay. But God is in the middle of it. That's what's so amazing that we ha- that that you were able to have the eyes to see that God is actually meeting you even in the lack and in the grief and in the hard stuff. Right. Well, I think we can focus on our circumstances, which we can't yeah. control, or we can focus on the King of Kings who is in control. You yeah. know, it's it's either we're looking up or we're looking down, and we yeah. need to always be fixing our eyes up on Him. Um, and so. Yeah, I, I started meeting with Mel and I would say leading up to this too, I was getting pretty discontent with my relationship with Jesus. Hmm. Um, I've been walking with him for 25 years and I'm like, I'm just really sick of Bible studies. I'm sick of women <laughs> complaining about all of their problems, but not oh wanting gosh. to do anything about it. I can so relate. And I, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, Lord, there has to be more. There has right. to be more. Like you read the book of Acts. Like I am yes. not seeing this in the church. Like that God, book is what? insane. It is. That I book love is it. so crazy. Like these people doing amazing things and like doing community in this crazy way. 3000 people coming to the Lord at one time. Like what? I know. Wild. I am like, okay, Lord, I want revival in my city. Yeah. <laughs> I want that same experience. But yeah, wow. so I just start, I'm like, God, there's got to be more. Like, yeah, yeah. So I just went on this journey and I was so hungry. And this is mm-hmm. while doing the grief counseling. And even in those moments, like Holy Spirit would just show up and God would use Melody just to speak to me. And she, he knew exactly what I would need. Um, but during that, I had some girlfriends and they were sending me messages or sermons to listen to and um, just different worship music. And I remember I read this book called um, Hosting the Presence, and I realized I really didn't know much about the Holy Spirit. Mm. Um, And oftentimes we associate the Trinity with our family, right? Yes. We view God as our father, Mm -hmm. we view the Holy Spirit as our mother, and Jesus would be like our siblings. Yeah. And so Jesus and I, we were tight. Like we're good. We're buddies. Yeah. You're trustworthy. You've been with me. Um, and I wouldn't say my stepdad wasn't like a, a ruling dictating dad. He was exactly what I needed. He was constant. One of the most patient man, men that I know. Um, but also had like a healthy fear of him, but somewhere in the mix of that, I feared God. I didn't understand yet that his wrath had been justified on the cross. And so I literally thought if I mess up, I'm a goner. And so um, God started to just help me unpack the lies that I was believing about who, who God is, who Jesus is, and who Holy Spirit is, and really um, what's been made available to me. And so I, I couldn't get enough of it. I, I call it my own personal revival. 
And I just went hard after whatever God would put in front of me. And then I started praying for women that were hungry for the fullness of God, not just picking which part of the Trinity that they wanted to be a part of, but all of him. Because when we only know Jesus or we only know God or we only know the Holy Spirit, we're missing out on that. And it's meant for us to encounter all of who God is. And that was incredible. I um, started, I got trained in inner healing. And so us, we went, we met every Thursday night for two years and we'd start at seven and we'd go to like one or two in the morning and we would just (laughs) wait upon the Lord and we would worship. We'd go through studies. We'd pray for each other and then God would show up. And that was that. But in those moments in community partnered with Holy spirit, he would put his finger on an area of my heart or somebody else's that needed healing. And because I had gone through an inner healing course, um, I had some tools and I can't tell you the amount of healing that took place in my basement. Hmm. And it, it was little by little, you know, it wasn't, sometimes there's those really big things, yep. but often not, it's just yep. this like consistent. Okay. We're going to, we're going to take care of this today. Yes. We're going to do that the next day. And then, um, uh, God used some women in my Bible study group. Um, they triggered me <laughs> just going to be oh, honest. Oh yes. And it wasn't, oh, yes. it wasn't their heart. Yep. I know they loved me, but it was because I hadn't dealt with my own stuff. And so a couple of them, even just their facial expressions, um, it caused so much anxiety. Like we don't always agree on everything. Right. And so we would, we would talk about stuff, but I, a couple times I was so triggered. I had an anxiety attack during it. And so I met with, um, one of the gals and she's like, Hey, I've gone to this counselor and she's helped me a ton. I think maybe she could help you too. And I was finally at the point in my life. I'm like, I am so sick and tired of this being my track record in conflict. Conflict is a normal part of life. It's you're never going to escape it. And so I finally was like at the end of my rope with my anxiety. Wow. So I I just want to like, I just want to make sure I'm hearing you right here. Yeah. What I'm hearing you say is that, that you're, you're on this journey of, of, I mean, even you, you had done this grief counseling of, of the Lord kind of bringing these things up of saying, these are the things that need to be healed. And then you're on this, this journey with the Lord of, of this revival that's happening in your spirit and in your body. And as mm-hmm. things come up, that is such an opportunity for the Lord to, to heal when, mm-hmm. when, when those, when those things come up, when they're, when, when they're brought up by other people or by the Holy spirit, mm-hmm. um, that's an opportunity for God to say, it's time to heal this. And, and I love that you pointed out that this isn't, it's not always those big things. It's not like, um, it's not like a gigantic freedom moment necessarily, but it's mm-hmm. these little tiny adjustments that, that the Lord does that I just love that he mm-hmm. does. And we, we talk about reclaiming on, um, on this podcast a lot about right. how the Lord is highlighting these pain points in our lives. And when we choose to step into those pain points, we're receiving healing for that mm-hmm. small thing. And, and it sounds like that was a little bit of what's going on. And, and I, I, sorry that, that I interrupted you there, That's but okay. I wanted to point that out because, um, because what, and, and you're about to really go get like deep help for this, which is, so exciting. So yeah, continue. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. You know, 
God is a good God. And so he's always going to give us opportunities Mm -hmm. to heal, but it's on our end to reciprocate, to make that, to trust him enough to say, okay, I'm so sick of the cyclical cycle. It's nothing like, I don't want to be ever complacent. Like I want to always be moving forward in progress and healing in my relationships. Um, And so, yeah, I've just, he's always going to give you an opportunity if it's like, nope, I can't do this. Well, he's going to allow another situation to come up or that same trigger or whatever it is like, Hey, honey, do you want to deal with this today? Yeah. You know, when, when people say, um, I just don't have capacity for this right now. Um, I think, you know what, if the Lord, if it's the Lord, he's going to mm-hmm. give you capacity. I think yes. we, I think we can often use the capacity card as a little bit of a cop out for oh, the yeah. healing that the Lord wants to do yep. because it's not us. It's mm-hmm. not by our work. It's totally by the Lord. Mm-hmm. If, if something is coming up from Jesus, he's going to give you capacity to be able to handle it. And he's going to give you the tools for it. Mm-hmm. That is, that's where trust comes in. We have exactly. to trust him that he is the one delivering it. And it's not, it's not on our own merits yeah. and on it's our in own his power. strength. 100%. Not in ours. Yep. So I, I, I've started counseling yeah. and uh, she uh, was trained in inner healing as well. And also she does EMDR. And when I called her, Big I fan. said, I yeah. love EMDR. I tell everybody about it because of, <laughs> it's crazy it what, is. This, what this is. Yeah. Yeah. So why, why don't you just fill everybody in if they're not familiar with what EMDR sure. is? Sure. So EMDR, they actually use it on like veterans coming back from, for PTSD. And you know, when you think of PTSD, you probably think of exactly a veteran was at war and you think of the worst case scenarios. Well, you can have PTSD and be a very normal person. It doesn't have to be you shot and killed somebody or you watched a whole city blow up. Like there's such a, like a wide spectrum Mm -hmm. of what PTSD can look like. And so the simple version is it rewires the way your brain responds to trauma or triggers and it creates a new pathway. And so I like when I was in it, I would look at it as, okay, God, what lie am I believing around this situation? Cause that's what caused the, uh, the anxiety in my life. And yeah. I believed that I wasn't powerful, that I wasn't a good communicator. And so for me, there's different versions of EMDR, but for me, it was headphones and it would go beep, 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 beep. And then I called them the purring kitties, but there are two little <laughs> vibrating things in your hands. So it's like, but between it, you focus So you focus on the lie, like you, okay, you check your body and then you start to believe, or you focus on the thought I'm powerless, I'm whatever. And then your body does all these crazy things. It responds. Remember my eyes moving really fast or I would twitch or it's all different. And then you wait till it gets from a scale of one to 10. How real does it feel? Well, the goal is to get it to zero and then you replace it with the truth. Okay, God what is the truth about me when I'm in conflict, right? right? That you will give me your wisdom. You will give me your discernment that you're always with, you know, whatever he'll speak to you exactly in those moments. And then that's how you create the new pathway. Yes. And no kidding. It was, I think one EMDR session and I was free and I didn't know I was free until I was in conflict again. Right. (laughs) But I'm like, clearly and oh, I'm not in a turtle shell and my <laughs> my heart's not racing as fast wow. I mean oh if you struggle with anything please like 
do the work. It's so worth it. Like you don't understand the freedom that you could be walking in Mm -hmm. because it's you, uh, that's your grid. That's your experience, but God has so much more for us. And absolutely. And then you, he can use you even at greater capacities because you're dealing with your stuff. And so what I went in for (laughs) powerful, (laughs) what I went in for anxiety, then it was five months every single week meeting with Catherine sitting in her chair and I'm like, well, I don't have anything. Well, then Holy Spirit be like, mm-hmm. oh, baby girl, you do. And so yeah. then we went after my more of my body image stuff. It was more about like emotional eating. Um, so I'm just going to backtrack a couple of years. Um, so the year before I started counseling with Catherine, I was at a women's conference and Christine Kane was speaking. And she's a big fan of hers. She is amazing. She's dynamite. Yeah. Uh, Go follow her on social media. She is. Yes. Yeah. She's just like so much truth. She's just like truth from truth from truth bomb. (laughs) Yes. And an advocate for injustices. Yep. Absolutely. uh, Slavery, all of that. Mm -hmm. She's Um, amazing. She was sharing about Pharaoh and how Moses, it was during the plagues, right? And saying, Mm -hmm. okay, when do you want this to end? And Pharaoh would say, do it tomorrow. And so she left us with, What's that one thing in your life that you keep telling God, do it tomorrow? And uh, to be honest, I I wasn't even sure, but I just heard the Holy Spirit tell me your body image. And so in that moment, I remember we were all were standing and I just whispered, God, I give you my body image. That was it. Didn't know if anything happened or what. I come home from the conference. Um, This was the time as I was crashing. So I was experiencing adrenal fatigue and I put on 20 pounds. And it was the first time in my life that I did freak out after I had each baby, I had to get the weight off. It really robbed my, that time of having an infant because I was so consumed with getting the weight off. Um, And so I gained 20 pounds and I loved myself and I knew that my worth and my identity, it didn't matter on how toned I was or what size I was, that I was enough because I'm a daughter to the King of Kings. And God really just did such a work in my identity. And so it's just been a process. I still haven't gotten all of the 20 pounds off and I'm okay with that because I needed to focus on my emotional health in that season. Yes. And sometimes you can't do it all and that's no. okay. <laughs> you need to, God will show you. Yes. And so it's been this journey of me now, like God spoke to me multiple times um, at an encounter with him. And he's like, you're going to get healthy from a place of rest. Hmm. There's going to be no more striving, no more performing. Wow. And I, I was and healthy. Rest. Healthy is probably holistically, not just, not just your yes. physical body, but your, yep. your, your soul, your, all your, of it, all of it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. Yep. It really was. And so, um, it's just been this, this journey for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's so like I said, I did counseling with her. I don't, um, I don't emotional eat anymore. If I start to go that way, I can stop and be like, what, why are you having this right now? Like yeah. food is not your comfort, right? Because you just want it, you know? So when you, when you do the heart work, you have such a different grid. Like my base, it's my baseline. Is yeah. Yeah. So when the enemy tries to come in and rob my piece, right. You know, it almost instantly, right? When you feel that you are trying to do the work, 
to, or, or trying to stuff the work, mm-hmm. um, when you're, when you're working, um, and I'm, I'm thinking for, from, from my experience of freedom from, from binge eating, I didn't get free in an instant. Like a lot of people I know, I know mm-hmm. a lot of people that have, that have had that freedom in an instant and that's amazing. And then they have to do that work of rewiring those, yep. those pathways in their mind. For me, it was a lot of daily movements, a lot of daily work <laughs> of, of, of turning to the Lord mm-hmm. and choosing to not be there and choosing to look at myself and saying, I am, I am beautiful, you know? Yep. Um, so I'm just, I, I just see that, that whatever it is, that freedom that we get, we have to continue to go to Jesus as our refuge. Um, and, and that's going to look differently based on kind of how you received the freedom, I guess. Yeah. So I'll, you're making me think of a different thing. So in that, so yeah, I, I gained the weight and I was dealing with my heart, but I was okay. And I wasn't trying to crazy yeah. work out or try a new diet plan. Um, and then I just, I really understood the power of declarations. And so when I would work out, I would start just making declarations over my body. Like, I love the way you be in my body, God. I am strong. I am, you yeah. know, all the things that he says we are. And I yeah. would be, I remember running on my treadmill in the garage <laughs> and I would, I would just, that my garage is like my prayer closet. Oh, I um, love it. Like I yell at God in there when I'm mad or I make yeah. declarations about situations and they are so powerful. Like there's a reason why God tells us to declare his word. And we have to know the truth about who God is mm-hmm. and who he says that we are because the enemy comes to kill, steal and destroy. Yep. And he's going to do whatever it takes to get you to believe, to partner with a lie yep. And no, when he tries to come back, it's like, uh-uh, that's not who my heavenly father says I am. Amen. I am X, Y, Z. And maybe you need to just write out scriptures mm-hmm. or write out those, those terms that he says, like, I am an heir. I am perfectly, mm-hmm. wonderfully made. Whatever it is, he will speak to you specifically. Speak it out. The enemy can't yes. hear your thoughts. Yeah. You have to speak it out. There's power You know, God spoke the world into existence with his voice, right? So his word of God, the word of God is alive and active. And so that was, that was something that I also did in that freedom with a lot of different areas that God would give me either just a specific word or a scripture. And I would speak it out until it became like, I believed it in my heart. So awesome. You know, like it starts with our mind. You have to constantly be renewing our mind, but oftentimes there's such a disconnect with our minds and our hearts. Yes. And that's because of hurts, lies, and offenses. We build up walls to self-protect. And sometimes those walls are necessary. God allows Mm -hmm. that. But then there's times where it's like, okay, it's time for those walls to come down. And as I've, you know, I've done all that heart work, And you just encounter and experience God in such a more intimate way because you don't have so many things blocking you. And he's just so good. I would say just um, the last five or six years, I would always say prior to that, like, I love God, but now I can say I'm in love with God. And I feel like Elf, when he's on the street corner in New York, I'm in love, I'm in love. And I don't care who sees or hears whatever he does. Right. I like that's that. how I feel about God. Like hi, he's so good. Like I love yeah. him so much and he just keeps getting sweeter and better. And wow. I, I just feel so known and seen wow. by him. Wow. And, um, so beautiful. now to get recharged, I, it's not people, 
I, I just, I long <laughs> to just be with him. And I, I now have three boys and I have a, our oldest is 13. Our youngest is seven. And I just have to like get away. I love them to pieces and my husband, but only he satisfies, you know, he's the only person in my life that's ever going to be enough. My husband can't meet all my needs. Right. My, my friends can't, my children can't, but he can, and he gives us everything that we need to be able to continue on um, doing what he's called us to. Wow. That's so, so many, so many beautiful <laughs> nuggets of beauty there um, that I just love. I'm, I, I want to circle back to the freedom that you experienced from anxiety sure. and, um, because a lot of times, at least for me, and I know for, for some people that I've talked to that, um, that anxiety um, label can feel like an identity, like an identity statement. Mm. Um, and how for you, when you were, when you were doing this work of, of digging into your identity and who God actually says you are, I would mm -hmm. love for you to touch on how that has affected, um, the way you view anxiety or the way you experience anxiety. Yeah. So I, it feels like so long ago, you know, <laughs> that used to be like such a weekly part of my life was, you know, f dealing with anxiety, um, and I don't know if this was just God protecting me. Like I said, like, I didn't even realize that's what it was mm -hmm. up until my late twenties. Like, mm -hmm. oh, you've actually been battling anxiety since you yeah. were a little girl. And so I don't think I ever wore that as like a badge of honor. Like yeah. I have anxiety, mm -hmm. um, but it can't become your identity. Right. It's something that you're, that you deal with, but God has tools for you to overcome it. Mm -hmm. And everybody has a different experience. He's wired us all differently. So just because I was able to get set free from inner healing and then counseling and EMDR, that might be, you might have a different process. You might actually mm -hmm. need to be on a medication for a little bit. Yeah. My husband was on anxiety meds after his, um, his sister died. He needed that little extra support yeah. to help him get through that season. And then he also did grief counseling too. And so you can't, don't label yourself because yeah. God sent his son, Jesus, so that we can live our lives in freedom. And Absolutely. so I think sometimes when you've dealt with it for so long, it feels normal, mm -hmm. but that's not, God doesn't, that's not how he wants our lives to live. Right. He wants you to be able to live, live in freedom. And I think for me too, is just that word peace, the peace that surpasses all understanding, living my life from a place of peace when you can get to that point where that's like your norm, when anxiety tries to creep in, I now have tools. Like I've really pursued tools. I think the more tools on our tool belt, the better. Yeah. And so going to classes and reading books about how to interact with people, keeping mm -hmm. my love on, that's been a fantastic book for me yeah, and a becoming a powerful communicator, right? So then the more tools that we have with the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, that helps us yeah. so that our MO isn't just falling back into anxiety. Right. And again, you have to rewire the way that you um, have when you are triggered, the, how you're going to respond. Yep, and exactly. Most likely you're going to need to do some counseling unless you have yeah. a radical encounter with the Holy Spirit and he sets you free in an instant, which he has done for some people, but that's not the norm. Yeah. Maybe you need to be on a medication uh, for a little bit or maybe forever. Like my mom. Yeah her body doesn't produce enough serotonin. And so she knows that she has to be on it until God radically heals her or he might not, but she 
she was feeling better and then she got off and then she went back down. And so she knows that I just, I have an imbalance and that's yeah. okay. It doesn't, it, it's not a bad thing. I think of God yep. created these people and gave them these amazing brains and they were able to come up with medication. Yes. But God is our crutch, yes. not anything else. Like yep. we lean into him and yep. he has these things, resources made available for us yep. to just live a better life. And yeah. so that's between you and God. Absolutely. And that's your story. And Absolutely. don't compare yourself to other people and Come their on. stories. Use it as encouragement and be like, mm. oh, she got through on the other side and yep. nothing's perfect. I mean, there are, uh, there's been times where I did a horrible job of checking in with my heart and I'm back in anxiety. It's like, whoa, <laughs> you know, like the swirling yep. and the racing. It's like, how did I get back here? Right. You have to be intentional. You have yep. to do the hard work. It's not easy. No, it's not, not easy at all, yeah. but it's worth it. And I would do it all over again to be where I'm at mm -hmm. today. Cause you're not, you're not overcompensating. You're not trying to, you're not stuffing all this stuff anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is, it's so, so true that we have to just go on our own individual walk with this, with the Lord that yes, it absolutely could be this instantaneous healing. For me, I had I had some people tell me during my divorce, God can heal you instantly from the pain of your divorce. And I said, yeah, he could, but I'm grieving. And, and I knew that I knew that the Lord was leading me through a grief process. Mm -hmm. That's the way that he was going to do the work. Absolutely. God could take me from that pain of my divorce instantly, but that's not what happened. Mm -hmm. It took, it took continually walking through that pain that now I'm on the other side of the pain and I'm able to say, I did everything that I possibly could. I, I stepped over every hurdle. I, you know, I, I, I didn't take the, I didn't take the long way around, but I didn't, I didn't take any shortcuts mm -hmm. either. And that's the process that I needed. But then also around anxiety too. I was in, I was in therapy. I was with a psychotherapist for, for a long time, nearly three years mm -hmm. talking through my anxiety and also my, my body image issues. And I mean, all this stuff, it takes a lot of work, mm -hmm. um, but it's so, so worth it. I love that you're that you're saying that it's so worth it. And also there's no shame. Mm -mm. There is no shame in talking about this. And I love that our culture is talking about therapy mm -hmm. and mental health more. So important. Yeah. Um, the church can do even a better job. Yeah. We can I be the agree. leading, we can mm -hmm. be leading in this and saying let's okay. Um, biblical counseling is awesome and wonderful and so important, but what if we really got help from a professional too, like a real, like mm -hmm. EMDR, these are, these are therapists that can be using the Holy spirit, but using these practical tools that are actually rewiring our brain. It's mm -hmm. so, so, so cool. It is so cool. <laughs> yeah. It's such a personal journey. Yeah. And I would say through this, it's really helped me to be able to trust God at even greater measures hmm. because I, I just, I literally experienced him like holding my hand yeah. every step of the way. And one thing God reminded me as you were talking, it's about body image. But uh, I remember early on after I was set free, I asked God, I said, God, what size did you create me to be? And he told me what number that was. And so as I'm on my health journey of getting back into shape, like 
getting off the extra weight that yeah. doesn't need to be there. Like that's my goal now. Now it's not mm-hmm. a size zero and whatever, right? That was like, I was always fixated on that. And um, hey, that is such yeah. a beautiful exercise. Ask the Lord, mm-hmm. what, how did you make me? Or if you're a drawer, maybe the Lord will give you a picture of what that is. Mm-hmm. Ask the Lord to, to give you the empowerment to have that be your goal rather than some, some number on the scale or, mm-hmm. or a gene size. Wow. That's so beautiful. Yeah. So that's, that's my goal. And, yeah. um, yeah, I have a, I have a muscular built. And so I've always weighed more than what, uh, I should. Mm-hmm. And so that really messed with me as a teen girl, when you go in for your physicals. And again, I was, I was a really, I'm sure I'm five, two. Um, and so I always felt like that number defined me as well, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't like, I, no. I now love the way God made my body and I'm so thankful for how strong he made me. And, my youngest son has my build and I just love his little thighs. Like he's just this little <laughs> bruiser. Like he's such a strong boy and I can't wait to see how God uses his strength. And so, yeah. um, yeah, just that's beautiful. Pursue God. It's, it's yeah. personal. It's your journey. You can trust him. And I, um, I just, I want him to always to be refining me. Like mm-hmm. I shouldn't say always, but if there's areas in my life that need to be refined, I'm so thankful for the pruning that he's done in my life. Cause who knows what my life could have yeah. looked like. You know, I was really caught up in wanting to show the prove to the world who I could be kind of mindset. Yeah. And I probably was a little bit of a feminist mixed in there. Like no man's going to tell me what to do. <laughs> kind of like, I'm gonna, you know, I, I yeah. was always competitive against boys, not girls. Like, I just never felt like I was enough, like that men look down, not all men, but that culture. Yeah, I can, I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't have a problem saying that I'm a feminist, but there were times in my life when that was like rebellion. Yes. When like my spirit was actually about rebellion and that's not healthy. That's yeah. The real true meaning of, of feminist is just equality. And I actually believe that that's Jesus, but that's a topic for another time. Yeah. But I, but I know on topic. <laughs> Ooh, let's, you want to do that one with me? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. But, but I actually, um, I, yeah, I can totally relate to what you're saying that, that if it's just about a heart posture, mm-hmm. if it's like, I can do it on my own, like mm-hmm. there's rebellion there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so God just, he took me on this little journey with career. And I mean, we can talk about that at a different time, but, yeah. um, yeah, he's just, He's so trustworthy and he has good things planned for your life. Cool. That's so, it's so true, man. I, I just love you, Kelsey. I think (laughs) you're so amazing and so wonderful. Your testimony is powerful. And I know that for, for listeners, for, for anybody watching this or man, God has freedom in every aspect of our life. And if there is even in this topic, something that's coming up to the surface and it feels like, oh, do I have to deal with this? Or am I, am I really still dealing with this? It can feel so discouraging that what if we reject that, that discouragement? What if we reject the disappointment of having this come up? And what if we choose to step into it and say, thank you, Lord, for the Mm -hmm. gift of the healing, the gift of actually bringing this up to the light that I can choose to step into it with you, that the Lord is so able and willing to heal us from everything that's holding us back from mm-hmm. 
true restoration and healing. And I love that your testimony is is just radically pursuing him in every aspect to, to continue to be refined. Like you just mm-hmm. said, that's yes. a hard process. I just, I'm facing one of those things right now where something's brought up to the surface and I'm like, uh-uh, nope. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's, it hurts, mm-hmm. but this is how our walk with the Lord is meant to be. It's meant to be a refining process, a pruning, mm-hmm. like you're saying, and the freedom that we can walk in is just amazing. Yeah. There's a blessing on the other side. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're a testimony to that. So thank you for sharing your story today and all of these nuggets and wisdom. And, um, if people are, if people are interested in hearing more about you, where can they find you? How can they listen to you on the radio? Sure. So I'm on in the mornings, a central standard time from six to 10 AM on praise live. Um, I guess I don't know where people live. So maybe the easiest All way over would the place. Yeah. Totally so online. praiselive.org. And then if you want to listen to my program with uh, my co-host Carrie, you would need to choose the local stream praise live local. And that's more specifically for the Minnesota Dakota area, but I'm, awesome. I'm in Alexandria and being on the radio is just such a gift to help people encounter Jesus every day to usher them into the presence of God and to Amen. pray together, to, you know, read the word of God and just to encourage one another. So I'd love for you to join Carrie and I in the mornings from six to 10. Awesome. Awesome. I hope people tune in. Absolutely. And yeah. I love that the Lord has, um, highlighted the lie that you're not a good communicator because you totally are. And the fact that you're now doing this is, is just amazing. Isn't that it the is. grace of the Lord? It, it is. It's Yeah. This is my, me having this job is just God giving you the desires of your heart. When mm-hmm. I was a little girl, I used to pretend I had my own radio station and mm-hmm. Salty, the singing Psalm book was the music <gasps> yes! that I played. Yep. I loved Salty. Yeah. It was very weird. Now looking back, I'm like, I know, but I love was- <laughs> songs so much and they were just catchy. So you remembered yeah. them and yeah. And now this is what I get to do. I took one radio class in college. I have a mass communications degree, but mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't actually ever think I would be on the radio. So God knows, he does. which again makes you like, okay, God, I trust you. Mm-hmm. That was that was a big moment in my life because I was really discontent in where I was at. Mm-hmm. I had this feeling like there's more to my life than this. Yeah. And sitting in this place of um, wrestling with God and trusting his timing. And I did not do it perfectly. Like I said, I would yell at him in my garage. You said, Lord, you know, like I didn't know yeah. what it was. And then. He literally dropped this job in my lap. I was praying for somebody and, and I ended up getting this job. And so it's a longer story than that, but that was the initial point of contact. So praise God, you can trust him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for being here today, Kelsey. Well, thank I you so for having me, it. Ellie. And I just, I love your heart and you're wanting to what your brokenness, how God's healed you. And now you're helping other people. And that is such a gift in um, I'm excited to get to know you more and Same. excited for just the people that you're helping to knowing that they're going to experience freedom. 